0: Our secret weapon, our secret weapon, okay? And our secret weapon is the Holy Ghost. Our secret weapon is the Holy Ghost in tongues. I was teaching a Bible study last night and I said, listen, if you want to get stronger in the Lord, speak in tongues. A lot. Speak in tongues a lot. And I said, now... What will happen is, when you first get the Holy Ghost, the first thing the devil is going to tell you is, you didn't get it. He's going to tell you that you made all that up. Right? Anybody he ever tell that to? He told it to me. And so, you know, and I know, that the devil is a liar. Okay, we're going to go tonight, we're going to go through lots of scriptures John chapter 3 is where we're going to start tonight. John chapter 3, verse number 3. It says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now what makes us, when I say us, I mean this church and other churches that believe like we believe. What makes us different is, number one, we don't believe that you join a church. We believe that you're born into the kingdom, just like you're born into a family, okay? You're born into a family. Did you get to choose your family? No. You realize that every family reunion you go to, that you did not choose that. I mean, this is what you got. This is what you're going to deal with. And uh, so you're born into the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily. Now, that phrase right there, whenever the Jews would say that twice, that means I want you to pay attention. There's emphasis here on what I'm trying to tell you. And so he says, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water, and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit, of the spirit is spirit. So we're born already naturally. And Nicodemus is saying, how can you be born again if you're already born naturally? Do you enter the second time into your mother's womb? No, Jesus is saying this is a spiritual birth here. This is a spiritual birth. Event that's going to happen. That which is flesh is flesh, and that which is of the spirit is spirit. Remember, the Bible says that flesh and blood cannot what? Enter into the kingdom of God. So you, you and I, in our original state, cannot enter into the kingdom in our original state. We have to have a new birth. And that is really hard for a lot of people to realize today because people are, are really... Uh, selfish and crazy now, they get crazier every day they're selfish and they 're crazy because they want it to be catered to, and so they want want to the 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 word to adjust to where they 're at rather than them adjust to where the word is at. Ginger was telling me about a phone call she took the other day, and the woman was saying. Is the dentist office going to be open on Thanksgiving? On Sunday. All right. How many people know that dentist offices usually aren't open on Sundays? All right. What was the next demand? Will you be open on Thanksgiving? No. There you go. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is doing a work in Ginger's life. But she wanted to be. It's like the little kid that they kept telling, sit down, sit down, sit down, Johnny, sit down, Johnny. Sorry, sit down, Johnny. And finally he sat down and he raised his hand and the teacher said, yes, Johnny. He said, I just want to let you know I'm sitting down in my body, but in my heart I'm really still standing up. Okay? So there you go. So flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom, so we have to change. We have to change according to what the word says, not the word is going to change to accept us as we are. And pray for our president. I saw on the internet today that he is going to resign office on January 20th, 2025. Amen. That's when he's resigning going to leave office on january 20th 2025 i said there you go i tell you what four more years he will drive everybody he will drive them all crazy those that hate him he will drive them all crazy and we're getting this free show it's like can you believe i pray that god will just expose evil and embarrass the devil and embarrass everything that the devil is trying to do amen so we have to be born of the spirit the Bible way to receive the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit is, I propose this, we look in the book of Acts. Now, before Peter received the Holy Ghost, he was a loudmouth, short-tempered, impetuous, over-promising, over over-exaggerating fisherman, Right? He was all of that. And then after he received the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts, he became the main spokesman for the whole thing. So each of us have a personality. And God has made each of us in a way that we all have what we call a personality or a temperament. And in our temperament, we have strengths. And in our temperament, we have weaknesses. And so what the Lord wants to do is the Lord wants to strengthen our strengths And temper them that he can use them. And he also wants to take our weaknesses and strengthen our weaknesses through his spirit so he can use us both ways. Amen? So God used that loudmouth fisherman to preach the first message on the day of Pentecost. It seemed like he did all right. He had 3,000 get baptized that day. That's not bad for starting out. Amen? I remember when I started out, there wasn't 3,000 getting baptized. I don't even know how many people was in the church, but I don't know if they all stayed or not after I was done. It was, it was crazy. And so we look at the apostles and we follow their example and how they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And so we're trying to be a word church here. So this is what we want to do. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Being assembled together commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, Just this is Jesus here, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And so I, I put this together because I wanted a lot of people, we had a lot of new folks tonight that have just received the Holy Ghost, and I want to tell you that if the devil tells you that you haven't spoken tongues, that you probably have. If the devil tells you that Jesus hasn't forgiven your sins, then he probably already has. If the devil tells you that you are not going to be able to live this life, you probably can. If the devil tells you that you're not going to be victorious, you probably will. If the devil tells you that you're going to drop the ball, you probably won't. Whatever the devil tells you will be the exact opposite of what God wants to do in your life. And so you have to realize and just stand up against all the lies that the enemy is going to throw at you because Jesus has given you this Holy Ghost and he wants this fire to burn all the rest of your life in your life. He wants to change you forever. How many of you are still with the family that you were born into? This is why we have trouble. This is why we have trouble here. It's not a trick question. This is almost as bad. This is not quite as bad as all of you mothers that have children. Would you raise your hand? Three of them did. Okay. I'm going to try this one more time. You're not helping my illustration. How many of us are still with the families that we were born into? All, just about all of us now, right? We still go to family reunions with the same people. They're crazy. They're nuts. Oh, if, if I could just share. If, if, oh, my family reunion. Oh, boy. If I could just share. Listen, when you have 99 cousins on one side, you got, Sister Geneva knows what it is. You got everything. We had, we had Mormons, we had Baptists, we had drunks, we had Catholics, we had Pentecostals, we had Assembly of God, we had Jehovah's Witness, we had, we had atheists, we had everything, everything. That's just taking care of the religious side. We're not even going to get into the psychosomatic side, how some of them thought. I had one cousin who who had a billboard, he owned land in West Virginia, and he had a billboard on on the driveway of his property, I don't know how many acres he owned, but it was 76 reasons why he did not have to pay income taxes to the government. I'm not making this up. And they came to get their money, and he held them at bay at gunpoint. And he owned his own business. He did everything in cash. Mm-hmm. And he, won- he never paid the federal government one dime. He never went to prison. Welcome to the Zimmerman family. hmm. hmm. That's just one. That's just one. But we're still all in the same family that we were born into. I said all that to say this. When you are born into the kingdom family, God intends you to stay here for the rest of your life. All right? We see people walk through the doors. We see people walk in the door and get the Holy Ghost and leave and never come back again. I've seen people that have been in church service after service. And they want the Holy Ghost. They never get the Holy Ghost. It's hard for them to get the Holy Ghost. And somebody walks in the door that has never been here, that has never been in this kind of church, and gets the Holy Ghost. First service. And you never, they walk out the door and you never see him again. But when you're born into a family, God expects you to stay in that family. And so this that we are in, this journey is a lifelong journey. What you have started is a lifelong journey. The day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. All right? So this is the birthing process here. This is the birthing process. Okay. Uh, somebody find for me 1 Thessalonians 5.23, I believe it is. Is it 5.22, 5.23? 1 Thessalonians 5.23. I want to show you something here that when you receive the Holy Ghost, what happens in your, in your psyche, in your body. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. All right. Who's got it? Stop. Okay, read it. At the beginning. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, body, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. So he mentioned three things there that make us up. He mentioned body, soul, and spirit. Correct? You see that? 1 Thessalonians 5.23. He mentioned body, soul, and spirit. Now, so we're made up of three different situations. We're made up of three different parts. You see me, and you see my body. Alright? If you can't see this body, it's because you're going to need a new prescription on your glasses. Because this body shows up in lots of places. <clears throat> So, our body is animated and brought to life by our spirit, by the spirit that lives inside of us. And our, the spirit that lives inside of us, along with the body, creates what's called a soul. And the soul is the will, the mind, and the intellect of all humans. Now, I don't know the scripture reference here. Somebody can find it for me. Uh, I think it's in in 1 John, I believe, that he that is born of God cannot sin. That's King James lingo right there. So this next scripture that I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you how the operation of the Holy Ghost works in our lives. So we're born with a human body. We're conceived and we're born And we grow up, and then we grow old, and then we die. But our body, which is made out of glorified mud, returns back to the dust, back to the earth. But our spirit man lives on forever and ever. Because our spirit man is that piece of God that he blew into us. That makes sense? Do you have it? Yes. First John 5.18, we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and the wicked one touches him not. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. We know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. He didn't tell me to stop. Thank you, by the way, and we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and the wicked one toucheth him not. He that is born of God sinneth not. okay now, this is a trick question: How many of you have been born of God? I'm not the videos not on, so we can't see it. And then how many of us have sinned since we've been born of God? We just contradicted Scripture. If we're thinking like we're thinking, okay? But Scripture doesn't contradict itself. What is born of God? When you receive the Holy Ghost into your life, your spirit man is born again. That spark of divinity, that breath of God that has animated and brought this body, this natural body to life, has now been jump-started, jumped like a dead battery. It's been brought to life. And now, it is full of God. And it does not sin. Why not? Because it is born of God. So, Paul said that you were, what were you, you were walking around Dead in your sins and trespasses. Is that right? You were walking around dead in them. A lot of us dealt with depression before we got a hold of the Lord. A lot of us dealt with fear. A lot of us dealt with emptiness and loneliness and hopelessness in our lives before we met the Lord. And then the Lord came in here. And man, it's just like you got a brand new life. Why? Because that spirit has now been rebirthed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what's happening in the book of Acts in Acts chapter 2. Is these skies are receiving the Holy Ghost for the very first time. And Simon Peter, that nasty old fisherman from Galilee, is going to have a whole change of life. Just like we've had a whole change of life. So pastor, the spirit man is birthed. The spirit is also from God, which is now, which gives the the human body life. What about the soul? The soul, that's where the battle takes place. Our thoughts, our will, our emotions. Where does the enemy work? Works in our mind. Works in our thought life. If we can get our thought life saved, we can get everything else saved. Our body simply follows whoever wins the war between the spirit and the soul. Does that make sense? Give me, I'll give you an example. All right? All of us are thinking, right, homo sapiens. I'm a homo what? You're a homo sapien. Right? you got to be careful how I say that these days. Don't you? You're a homo sapien. All right. And I have I've, I have alluded to this before, and I'll allude to it again. I don't know. Uh, I can tell you exactly when it was. It was the day before my birthday, March twenty fourth, 2013. And it was a Sunday, and we had a snowstorm. And a bunch of people couldn't even get out of the hill up here. And... For some reason, I don't know why our van was at home. I don't know who rode with who, but I had my truck here. Now, that old Dodge, it loves gas, but it didn't have any weight in the back. It's not four-wheel drive. I know it's not a real truck if it's not four-wheel drive. I understand that, but listen, you know, hey, I'm just a city guy, you know, from a dairy farm. Make that, figure that out. And so I went out here, and I got finally got up the hill I was going home to get the minivan because the minivan had brand new tires on it. It's front-wheel drive. I can search and rescue the whole church. It is going to to be a big deal. And I pull over here, and the windows are fogged up. You know how it does when it's snowing outside? And I roll the window down so I can see, so I can pull out. And then suddenly, there is a snow plow coming toward me with the blade down, plowing slush. It was my brain that said, roll the window down. My body followed and rolled the window down. It was then that my brain declared loudly inside of my head, put the window back up as fast as you can. And my body followed. Too slow. Too slow. Too slow. And the window was about halfway up and just about the time the snowplow got to my truck, then my brain says, duck. Because I didn't want to mess up my hair. All that road grease and film and fuel deposits and dirt and slush all over my face and in my hair, no way. So as soon as the plow got close, And I could feel it shooting clear across the back of my head. And it slammed all clear across the cab of the truck against the window on the other side. The whole truck was full. It was crazy. It was crazy. But my body followed what my brain was sending out. When I got back to the church with the search and rescue vehicle, nobody cared about what I, I they looked at me and said, what in the world happened to you? I just fought with a snowplow, and I lost. So our brain is telling our body. So that's where the devil fights us, in our thoughts. He that is born of God sinneth not. Our spirit man, when it's born again, the devil can't touch it. So, So then the question comes up, so then how does people with the Holy Ghost get oppressed of the devil? Because the devil lodges those thoughts in our mind. That's why we had to put the word in there. The word is like the cleaning agent. The word is like the, the cleaning agent. It's like the, it's like the probe at the dentist office. You know? Oh, the dentist office. Ginger doesn't like the dentist office. You gonna go tomorrow? I'll go with you. It's okay. No, I don't want. I don't want to go back with you. No. No, I don't want to do that. And so. The, the dentist gets that little probe, and he can probe out all that small stuff. You know, he pulls out that meat that's been in there for three or four weeks. And you smell it, and it's like, whoa, my God. What in the world's happening here? Hmm. And he says, why don't you just buy you some 89-cent floss? Because you can get it with Floss. And so the devil is fighting our, our mind. But you remember, the devil's lying. But the devil will also tri- twist the scriptures. He'll also take a scripture and make a half-truth out of it and try to confuse you. That's why we have to keep the word in our minds going and going and going. That's why we want to do, when, with new folks coming in, we want to do Bible study. We want to do Bible study so we put the word in you. And you put the word in there, you're not going anywhere. Amen? So, take notice here that speaking in tongues is not the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost is not speaking in tongues. It's two separate things. The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of Jesus. The tongues is a sign that the Spirit of Jesus has arrived. You know, you remember those old commercials when they ring the doorbell and they yell, Avon? With Avon, you never look so good. Come on, you guys don't remember the Avon commercial? Okay. So you've got, you've got the, the, the doorbell rings, you receive the Holy Ghost, and then you're going to be, begin to speak in tongues because Jesus is announcing that I'm here. And that spirit is very important here. This spirit never leaves you. Never leaves you. Now, I've been around people that say, oh, the Holy Ghost leaks out. No, oh, the Holy Ghost. Yeah. The Holy Ghost does not leak out. I've seen, heard people say, "Well, you got to, you got to have to come pray back through again." Well, he renewed himself. Okay, I didn't get to clear. I didn't get to my sermon text Sunday. I opened up with the scripture, and then I went off on a tangent, and I went home, and I'm like, I never preached about the wells. I never preached about the well at all. And so tonight I'm going to talk about the well. So we read the scripture Sunday where Abraham dug wells, and then the Philistines came and put junk in the wells. Now the Philistines represent the world, okay? The Philistines represent the world. They represent the system of the world that is anti-God, that is anti-Christ, that is anti-church, that is anti-right, that is anti-light, right thats anti light Everything that we believe in here, the world is against. We don't believe in abortion. They believe in abortion. We don't believe in gay marriage. They believe in gay marriage. We believe in homo sapiens, not homosexuals. Careful, right? We believe that you get married, you just try to stick with the same man, same woman, if at all possible. Sometimes that doesn't happen. We believe that you need to Support the kingdom, live the kingdom, be a real Christian, all right? And so everything is represented, the Old Testament was represented by Philistines. Philistines meant the world. Abraham meant the walk of faith. And so Abraham digs these wells to water his sheep and his flocks and his herds. And the Philistines would come and they would fill up the wells, and Abraham would have to go back and reopen them again. The devil wants to put junk in each of our wells. We read it tonight already, John chapter 3, verses 37 through 39. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, if you go down to verse 9, it says, but this spake he of the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. So, our body, according to, is it 1st or 2nd Corinthians says, our body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Some of us are working on cathedrals and mega megachurches, mega all right? But the Holy Ghost lives in us, Therefore, that living water is inside of me. And you remember how good you felt when you first received the Holy Ghost? You remember how fresh it was? You remember how it was when you were baptized for the remission of your sins in Jesus' name? And when you came up out of the water, you just felt so clean and so pure. Anybody remember that? Oh, yeah. But then as we go through life... We got leeches that like to snag on to us. Not everybody gets to work with people who are Holy Ghost filled all the time, all day long. You got to work out there with all those cruddy people at times. And I say to them, I love cruddy people. Because you know what? Before they get in here, they're cruddy. We get them in here, we wash them off, we clean them up. We get them changed if they want to change. It's up to them. If they, they don't want to change, that's their business. That's their el problema. So I can speak some Spanish. And so you, you go through life and you get, you know, you having a good day. You have a good day. You get, everything is good. You get, you get up on time. You, you get breakfast. You get your coffee, whatever it is. And you, you get over here to this intersection. And you're the last one there, and everything's good. And there, there's that 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 one, that one. There's just one, and you're the last one there. And they look at you and go, and you were the last one. And you're like, and they go, and you go, and they go. And then you say, fine. And as soon as you start to go, they start to go. And then everybody goes. And then they go on by and they go, amen, you're number one. Praise the Lord. You have already forgot about your coffee. You already forgot about your breakfast. You already forgot about how you got up on time. And now that leech that has put you in a bad mood has now attached itself to you and then you get to work and then as you get to work then suddenly everything at work starts to go wrong. The boss is mad. Something happened. So Somebody else didn't do their job but you're getting blamed for it. And so here's another leech that attacks you. But by the time the day is over all these leeches who we'll call them Philistines are going by and dropping trash in your well. Because in your well, your temple is a flow of living water. And water, when it is turned loose, is one of the most destructive forces on the face of the earth. If you don't believe me, YouTube tsunamis and watch a tsunami. It's not real fast for a while, it's just real slow. But by the time it hits shore, it has taken things out. Okay, What the enemy wants to do is put so much dirt in your well, in your flow, that your spirit man cannot allow the Holy Ghost to flow anymore. And then, you know, you was having a good day, and then all of this junk starts coming in. And suddenly, the good day has started to turn really south really fast. And that's why we have to remember, I have the Holy Ghost in here. Now, to help you at the road rage intersection, don't be courteous. Don't be kind. If you're the last one there, stop briefly and then proceed on. Especially if you're by yourself. If you have Amy with you, she's going to tell you. You're so rude. What kind of pastor are you? I said, one well, it's in a hurry, and I ain't got time to wait for those people. Because they are waiting for me to go anyway. They have been waiting for you to get there so you can go first. Look at it that way. So the Philistine comes by and puts all that junk in your well and puts all that stuff in your well because he wants to st- the devil wants to stop the flow of the spirit in your life. Now, I'm just talking about one day and going to work. But we, we start hanging around wrong people. Wrong people will really put a lot of junk in your well. Wrong people will really put a lot of stuff in your well that is very hard to remove. The Bible says, and I don't know where this scripture is at, it's in Proverbs, I believe, that iron sharpens iron. So does a man's countenance, his face, sharpen his friend's face or his countenance. Okay? What we hang around is who we become. Ooh. Man, now we're getting heavy. Who we hang around, if we're not careful, we have to ask ourselves, am I influencing them or are they influencing me? Jesus was able to go to Matthew's house, the sinner. Matthew was a tax collector. He was a thief. And there was a big issue because Matthew was a tax collector for the Galilean Lake region. So he was sitting there when Simon Peter would come in waiting to tax old Pete and his catch. And the, usually the way it worked was this, if you, owed, if you really owed 10 fish, Matthew's going to take 12, because he's keeping two for himself. And you know, if 10 fishing parties come in that day, and he puts two extra fish in his basket, oh boy's going home with 20 fish. He's going to have Filet-O-Fish sandwiches tonight. And Peter don't like that because Matthew's a thief. And Peter's been dealing with him for years. And lo and behold, Jesus is there one day and he looks at Matthew and what does Jesus do? He says, Matthew, I think that I would like to come to your house for dinner tonight. And Peter just went on Instagram and OMG'd all of his friends and said, you will not believe where we're going to eat tonight. You will not believe whom the Lord has invited all of us to go eat at their house tonight. We're going to Matthew the sinner's house. Matthew, the tax collector. Matthew, the thief. Because Jesus is not a respecter of persons. And Jesus could go in there and leave and never steal the salt shaker off the table. He could go into Matthew's house that is surrounded by sin and iniquity and his lifestyle, and it never faze him. That's where we want to get to. That's where I want to get to. Okay, I want to be to the place where if I have to go to, to uh, cages to the bar and rescue somebody while I'm in there, I don't want to sit down and say, hey, I'll just take a dilly dilly. You know, I'll take you, know, you know what I'm saying? Listen, that's not I, I'm going to need rescued. Who's coming to get me? Brother Dennis, you going to come get me? Somebody's going to have to get me throughout a lifeline. Call a friend. Thanks, Frank. Thanks. Nobody's helping me over there, Frank, but thank you. Better preach over here for a while. Right? I I can't go in there if I'm not strong enough. I had a guy years ago came to church. We're still in the old building. And he had trouble with alcohol. He had trouble with alcohol. And he had been clean and sober and all of this stuff. And every day for lunch, he went to get a cheeseburger. Where do you think he went to get a cheeseburger? The Redwood. Now I said, oh, are you kidding me? And I said to him, so-and-so. That's really what his mom named him, so-and-so. So-and-so. You're an alcoholic. I'm not, you're not, I'm just talking like, maybe you are I don't know Devin maybe you are I don't know I mean I don't I haven't if you got problems son Jesus can touch you All right. don't ask any of those guys over there because they're not going to help you they're going to let your well full of dirt so I said listen what are you doing You've you've been clean he was going to AA meetings he was coming to church he was, he was trying to get all of God he could in his life. And I'm like, what are you doing going to the Redwood for lunch? Pastor, they got the best cheeseburgers in town. A dilly dilly, that's a Bud Light. It's a TV commercial, Randall. You can never save me any because you didn't know what to save me from. A dilly dilly. You thought it was a dilly bar. Adilibar, Bar you guys you guys are so righteous over there you the you guys are the righteous we got the righteous brothers in here tonight yeah, good grief oh Lord all right, so I watch television a little bit. I watch football games in the. Dilly-dilly Bud Lights are on football games. Where are we at? Trying to get him out of the Redwood. Listen, can't you go somewhere else and and have a cheeseburger? Because why put yourself in that? You know, Jesus could go there and he wasn't going to be affected because he had overcome all that. This guy was still going through the process long story short it got him before too long not only did he have one of those the best cheeseburgers in vandalia at the redwood then he probably had a dilly dilly which is a bud light with the cheeseburger wash that baby down okay it's like you know if you're having trouble if you're having trouble getting off of, of marijuana you know don't go to a party where people were smoking marijuana if you're trying to get off of it. If you have trouble with gossip, don't go with people who have tongues as long as the Mississippi River, right? Don't, don't call them. Don't talk to them. If you, if you know somebody, if you're having trouble that you're not trying to shoplift anymore, don't go with a shoplifter to Walmart and be standing in line when they steal that candy and put it in their purse. It was a dollar piece of candy and you know you're going to jail now. What am I saying? Avoid, shun the very, what? Appearance of evil. And in order to, in order to get our well clean, there's times when we're going to have to get the power of the Holy Ghost working in our lives so that we have that power to overcome. We have that power to be victorious. We have that power to live free. Now, I feel like that I can go most places and it's not going to bother me because I'm, you know, I was raised in beer joints. I already know what they're like. So, that—that's we're done with that. But the question is, what are we trying to overcome? What are we trying to... And, and listen, if somebody's in your life that's pulling you down, if you want to live for, successfully for God, you may have to walk away. You may have to say, see you." You know, I'm not... I'm not going to, I can't be with you right now. I can't, you know, deal with you right now. And then they're going to say, oh, yeah. Since you started that church, that Jesus thing, you're better than we are. You know, you're better. They walk away from Vernie. Why? You didn't, you didn't supply him anymore. They, you know, they're going to they're gonna throw all kinds of things at you. But listen, Jesus said, if your eye offends you, pluck it out. Right? He said, what else? If your hand offends you, cut it off. That's, he said, it's better to go into the kingdom maimed than to go into eternal damnation whole. What was he saying? How much is it, are you willing to spend? How great of a cost are you willing to pay? You know, when I got the Holy Ghost, I knew there were some people I could not be around anymore. And so I pulled away from them. And oh man, I got persecuted. persecuted. And they were supposed to be in church. That was really weird. Let me tell you what was really weird. All right, I'm going to go into a a story here. And it's all true. Ginger can... Maybe she's paying attention, she probably. Oh, poor girl. So, before I got the Holy Ghost, I was decent friends with the pastor's son. Pastor's son was four or five years older than I was, six years, I don't know. Yeah, about four or five years older than I was. And uh, we, he was... I was 15 when I got the Holy Ghost, so he would have been 19, and he, we had, we grew up on a, on a, in a resort area, and we had a big lake, and there were some condominiums on the, on the lake shore, that he knew an elderly man who lived there, and the elderly man said, if you ever want to come swimming at the, at the resort, just let me know, and I can get you, get you in. Well, the, the young man realized that he really didn't need to tell him. I mean, if he if we got caught, he'd tell him, Well, we're guests of Mr. So and so. But he we took he took screwdrivers and opened the doors and we just we just walked on in. We didn't pay for the pool use of the pool. We didn't pay for the sauna. We didn't pay for the hot tub. We just swam and did all this. And so then there were other things that he did that was kind of shady. And then I got the Holy Ghost. And sometimes when you're, when you're hanging around the fake, when the real comes along, it blows the fake to pieces. So I get the Holy Ghost, and I didn't realize that within five or six months of me getting the Holy Ghost, I did not realize that there was going to be this big confrontation. And I was just, I was just in love with Jesus. I was just raw on Jesus. And they, uh, they, we had this big conference coming up. If you were here Sunday, remember the district conference I talked about? And Danny's shaking his head, and he wasn't even here. But he was remembering. Did you listen to it, Danny? I talked about you. Yeah, I know. I know. I told him. I said, if, I, if you were here right now, the Danny saying, that's right, Pastor. That's right. And so they wanted to raise some money, and they wanted to do all this stuff. And I don't I was just, I hope I'm smarter now than I was then, but I wasn't smart then. And I said, listen, they wanted to raise some money, and I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we, why don't we pray and fast and teach Bible studies to people, and we get more people coming in, and then we can afford to do all this other stuff? Well, you don't say that to the pastor's wife because it, it, she directly took that as I was attacking her son that wasn't good and so I'm six months old in the Holy Ghost and she says Tracy I would like to talk to you after class Well, I was so naive, I didn't know what it was about. Wow. I'm 15 years old, I've had the Holy Ghost six months. And she said, I do not appreciate your attitude. And she said, you know, you can pray and fast until you swim in your head and still not know what God wants in your life. Now, I'm just a young babe in Christ, right now i'm telling you this dead level truth and then she says and the way you've treated my son is horrible in fact well was what was horrible was he you used to do everything with him now you don't even want to talk to him hardly now you don't even hang around with him anymore well i didn't want to go break in condominium complexes anymore Amen? I didn't want to do all this, the darkness that the pastor's son was doing. I was trying to get a hold of Jesus. And she, this, is, this is the line that, that just drove a dagger through my heart. She said, you know, you, you are, he is hurt. You have crushed him. You, we thought that you were his friend. He didn't have any other friends. Well, I know why he didn't have any friends, but, you know. I decided at that point in the conversation I better not say anything else because I had done said enough and she said and you know what you were sweeter before you got the Holy Ghost than you are now oh man wow holy smokes I was just loving Jesus keep loving that's what I could do At that time, my brother was still living with us, Ginger's dad. And so he helped me through it and said, Oh, don't worry, you know, she's just (laughs) bitter. You know, you're, you're pulling away from her son. And really, you're living what the Lord's telling you to do. And it's exposing what he's doing. Hey, you might have to go through some of this. And then... And then about four years later, yeah, about four years later, he had gotten married. And all at once, a few a year and a half or so after they were married, they were getting a divorce, because he didn't like women anymore. Oh my, that, uh, Frank woke up there on that one. Oh my. Oh my, yeah. And before it was all over with, you ready for this? Before it was all over with, he and his boyfriend were living in the pastor's house. Is it all true, Ginger? It's all true. Isn't that nice? Well, aren't you glad you don't have a pastor's wife like that? Ooh. What, do you, what am I saying I'm saying it may cost you a lot because you know when you're young in the Lord you look up to people like that because you don't think that the people are like that but you just never know and then come to find out that see I was going to put this message on the podcast but I'm not now I can't now Then come to find out that my kindergarten teacher, right, she was married, and before it was all over with, her husband divorced her and died at a young age with AIDS. And on the tombstone... He was missed, greatly missed by a special friend and it was the name of my pastor's son on that tombstone you see the devil will try to, well this is heavy now, we need to have that question how many of you mothers have kids yeah you see the devil will try to take you out and he will try to get you to, to look at somebody and say I just want to be like them and really, they're a wolf in sheep's clothing. And so you have to be very careful. That's why the devil wants to put junk in your life. In that church that we were in at that point, uh, I mean, that was one of the better churches around in that area. And that made me decide, you know what? When I'm, when I'm 18, I'm getting out of here. I'm going far away, far. I'm going far away. Oh, further than Vandalia, Houston. And so the enemy will try to disappoint you with people. He'll try, there'll be people that you will look up to and you will think they're awesome in the spirit. And then suddenly one day they'll say or do something and there'll be a huge disappointment come in your life. The question is, are we strong enough when the disappointment hits that we can keep on working and keep on walking and keep on moving and keep on serving the Lord? Because what I talked about the other day was we're not coming to church for, just each other. We're coming to church because he loved us and we love him. We're coming to church because he filled us with his spirit and brought our spirit man to life. And now the spirit man does not sin. The spirit man inside is pure. So then I had to fight my thoughts. Then I had to fight these attacks of the enemy. I had to keep pulling the leeches that keep trying to get on me and sucking all the life out of me every day. And each day, Paul said that we renew ourselves day by day. You go from faith to faith and glory to glory. Just making sense? You want to see his picture on Facebook? He's there. He's got some rainbows on some of his stuff. But the problem is, Can you get over it? Can you get through it? Do you have the strength? Do you have the stamina? Are you that much in love with Jesus that no matter what comes your way, you can push your way through it? The apostles did. They pushed their way through everything. They pushed their way through persecution. They pushed their way through their own uh, personality clashes. You know, Peter and Matthew ended up on the same team. Ended up on the same team. And so we're renewed day by day. And the Holy Ghost in our lives. And the war. Here's the weapon that I'm going to leave with you and then I'm done. What time is it? Fuck, turned my clock off already. Ooh, 830. 830. Got to go. It's a semi. Okay. I hate the choppers flying up. I don't like hearing choppers go over my house at 2 in the morning. They go right over our house, don't they, Casey? I hear that, and I'm like, oh, boy. And I just pray, God, whoever's on that chopper and their family, be with them right now. Unless it's Haley. She's going to have a baby. Lord, let her get at least landed. You can have a, listen, on the way, the next one, it could be a boy. You can name him Raymond because he comes out over Raymond, you know? No more, no more. Okay. The Holy Ghost in tongues. Tongues. Tongues is your most powerful force. Tongues is your most powerful weapon, and it's the easiest weapon to employ. All right? It's hard to employ fasting because you've got to kill your flesh. Your flesh doesn't like it. Your flesh is squirming. It's hard to pray. It's hard to take time and pray during the day or during the evening. At least it is for me. If you tell me tomorrow morning at 5 o'clock, you know, it's, I know it's winter, but if it was summertime at 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm coming to get you, we're going bass fishing. Hey, I'm, I'm in. I'm ready. I'll, I'll pack sandwiches. I got bologna sandwiches. I got that and sun-kissed, good vibrations. But if you say, Pastor, meet me at the church at 5, we're going to pray. And I'm the pastor, and my flesh goes, oh, Oh, Jesus said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So when you pray, when you take time and pray, then you have that struggle between your flesh because the flesh wants to go do something else. You don't have time to pray. You're too busy with this. You're too busy with that. But when you, when you get into that warfare mode, talking in tongues, speaking in tongues, activating that spirit, moving in your life will give you a force that is beyond this realm. And beyond this world. And you begin to speak the the will of God. Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 28. You begin to talk directly to God. 1 Corinthians 14, the whole chapter talks about it. And so, Jude chapter 1, verse 20, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So, pray a lot in the Holy Ghost. Those of you that are just receiving the Holy Ghost, guess what? Don't stop talking in tongues. In fact, pray that you talk in tongues more. Pray until you get to that point where it begins to come out. It's in there. It's like Prego, it's in there. Let's all stand. It's in there. You just got to activate it. Amen?